Would you turn with me to uh, two openings this morning in the Scripture, please? John, the Gospel account of John, the third chapter, and then 1 John, 1st epistle of John, the third chapter. John 3 and 1 John 3. John 3 and 1 John 3. And let's just pray again and uh, release our faith. How many believe the Lord could speak to you this morning? Through the Word, through the teaching and preaching, or just to you directly, uh, something that wasn't even said, but just by His Spirit, give you an answer, give you some direction. How many believe Christians ought to hear from God when they come to church? And that's an awesome thing, isn't it, to actually come and hear from God. You know, I became convinced as a teenager in my early teens that if I could hear from God, I had it made. And still years later, I'm more convinced than ever that that is a fact. Amen. That Why? Because I'd made up my mind I was going to do what He said. And how many believe if you hear from God and do what He said, it's going to be all right? So let's release faith. Father, thank You so much. For your goodness, for your faithfulness, all answered prayer, all blessings, thank you, thank you. You are our teacher by your Holy Spirit and by your perfect word. Give everybody ears that are open to hear and eyes that see and a heart open and receptive. Let there come divine grace deposits, truth impartations, a supply of the Spirit, eyes that see ears that hear and a receiving heart. Let there come answers to questions and help and healing and restoration and strength. And we'll give you the glory. We'll give you the praise. And by your grace, we say, we'll not be hearers only, but we'll be doers. Doers. And we know as we do, you watch over your word and you do perform it in our lives. Get glory to yourself in it. In Jesus' name. Amen. Everybody say, I'm a doer. Not just a hearer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer. I'm a doer of the Word of God. You understand that? That's the only people that get benefits out of teaching and preaching or reading the Bible or pray. The only people who get benefits are the ones who do. Just talkers about and, and listeners. And, and that, if that's all you do, you don't, your life doesn't get changed. It's the doers. How many doers do I have in here? Tell me again. Doers. Doers. Glory. You understand what that means now, don't you? If the Bible says pray, what do you do? You pray. If the Bible says praise and shout and and give God glory and worship, then what do you do? You pray, shout, worship. Amen. Give God glory. The Bible says give. What do you do? Give. The Bible says be a witness. What do you do? Be a witness. The Bible says have joy. What do you do? Have joy. Amen means you actually do the Bible. What a concept. But I'm telling you, it, it, it's the only way to get results in your life if you are a doer. In, uh, well, let me just say this first. If you're in John 3 there. Uh, years ago, I was teaching on the subject of prosperity. Actually, a, a course, a whole course on the subject. I was preparing studying for it, and and doing a lot of study on the subject. And uh, in the middle of it, in a time of prayer, 
the, uh, the Lord spoke this to my heart. In a time of being quiet before him, the Lord spoke to my heart. He said these words, the chief expression of love is giving. Amen. The chief or the main expression of love is giving. And that's, that's something that has changed my life. I'm, I'm going to talk to you about this uh, this morning. But as I pondered that and I thought that, I thought the, the main, the chief expression of love, am I hearing right? Is that right? I like to check things out, don't you? Yeah. I don't care what you think you get in prayer from the Lord. Check it out, number one, with the book, Amen. right? Yep. And then number two, with the witness. And, of course, other people have the Holy Spirit beside you, too. And um, I thought, you know, the main expression is is giving. I don't like to use all-inclusive descriptors or adjectives, like saying, you know, this is the way. Uh, here are the three steps to this. There might be five, and I just hadn't found out the other two yet. You know what I mean by that? So usually I try to use the language, here are three. Not here are the three. Here are three. This is a help, not this is the way. This is, you know. But when the Lord says the, right, or the Word says the, then it's the. How many know Jesus is not a way? He's not one of the ways. He is the way. Sometimes people try to say, well, you know, there are many ways that lead to God. No, there are not. There's one way. People say, well, you know, uh, Buddha, Allah, all these are just different names from the same, for the same God. And people just approaching God in different ways and it's all the same. No, it is not. No. It is not. There's one way to God the Father, Jesus Christ. You can't be a Christian unless you believe that. And so what do you mean? Because the Bible says, he, he said, I am the way. Nobody, no man can come to the Father except by me. I didn't say that. Jesus said that. Right? So that's the way. So what about all the other folk that they believe in this and they believe in that? Well, it's not okay. It's not acceptable. Are you saying they're lost? Yes, I am. Well, you're just narrow. You're just narrow. You're just smart. Yeah, and saved. The Bible said straight is the way. Amen. Amen. And now the way that leads to salvation. There is a broad, wide way. And where does it go? Destruction. It's not okay to just believe anything you want to. And it's, it's not, you know, well, people have faith in their own way. And everybody's entitled to believe like they want to. No, you don't have your right to your beliefs. I don't have a right to my set of beliefs. We have a right to believe this book. Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord. Yes. But the Lord said that phrase to me in a time of prayer waiting on Him. Lo, excuse me, giving is the, or I said it backwards, the chief or the main expression of love is giving. Amen. So while I'm thinking about that, thinking, now, is that, is that right? The, the greatest, the chief, the main 
expression of love is given. While I'm thinking about that, this scripture came to me with force. John 3.16. Anybody know John 3.16? For God so loved the world that he yelled from heaven, I love you. Is telling people you love them the main expression of love? No, it's great. It's good. It's fine. Tell people you love them, but that's not the main expression of love. Because if your action doesn't back that up, then the words mean nothing. Hmm? I love you, but I'm going to sue you. I love you, but I'm taking this. I love you, but those first three words mean zippo, nothing. You don't love. Love doesn't take from people. Love gives. Now, let let me say this, too. People are confused. So much of what is called love in the world is not love at all. It's actually love of self. What people call love for other people is actually self-love. You, you don't even know what love is till you get born again. Amen. Right. I said till you get born again. Right. Somebody said, well, yeah, but I, I love my husband. I love my wife. I love my kids. Yeah, but so many times it's a selfish love. Right. Notice how much emphasis is on my kids. Yeah. I love my kids. It's my wife. My husband. And just think about natural love, what people call love. I love you. I need you. That's, that's not loving them. No. That's right. Did you hear me? Yeah. <laughs> Some people are, get, are looking at me funny already. <laughs> I'm talking about natural, what people call love, and what is really the God kind of love. I love you, I need you, is when you're saying, oh, I, I love what you do for me. You, you fulfill me. You help me. You make me happy. That's all about me. I, you're saying, I love what you do for me. You're saying, I love me, and so I, I love what you do for me. <laughs> you make me happy. You, you help me, and since I love me, that's great. And that's why when people quit making you happy, that they're out of here. Which means you never loved them. You never loved them. You loved what they do for you. Which means you always loved you. Divine love will do something nice for you and you don't care for me. God loved us while we were yet His enemies. We weren't making Him feel warm and fuzzy. And yet He loved us, and while we were yet His enemies, He gave Jesus for us. Amen. Real love, the God kind of love, is I love you, I want to bless you. I want to help you. I want to help meet your need. I want to help take some pressure off of you. I, I want to pay something off for you. I want to make you happy. Amen? Because yes. I care about you. 
Not so you'll do it back to me. Not if I can get something out of it. It's just because I get satisfaction out of seeing you blessed. How many understand when you really care about somebody, you like seeing them blessed? It does something for you. That's real love. I said that's real love. (coughs) Excuse me. God so loved the world that he did what? Say it again. God so loved the world that he Didn't say God so loved the world that he looked down from heaven and said, I I have all these feelings for you. Oh, man, I just, I feel for you. Feelings are not the chief expression of love. Feelings are fickle. Feelings change. I mean, there's nowhere clearer to see that than in marriage. People get married and they have so many feelings, they think they can't stand not to be away from each other for a few minutes. And then in two years or six months or whatever, sometimes some of these same people, they think they have changed so much until they can't stand to be in the same room with them. Feelings. And so they decide because they didn't feel like they used to that they don't love them anymore. Divine love was never based on feelings to start with. Did you hear me? And divine love will give you a pie even if it feels like slapping you. Divine love will feel like like talking about you, but will pray for you. Divine love is not based on feelings. Hmm? How many understand the Christian has the love of God shed abroad in their heart by the Holy Ghost and we can live by that instead of by the way we feel. And it'll help you tremendously when you feel like, I don't even want to be around that person, but you just say, I love them. God loves them. And you don't have to love all their goofy ways. You don't have to love everything they've ever said or done, but you can love them. And you can do it by faith, irrespective of how you feel. And just a word right here about forgiveness. People say, well, you know, forgiveness is so hard. I've tried to forgive. And it just I've forgiven them 50 times and it just seems like I can't forgive. You don't understand how to forgive. You forgive by faith. It's got nothing to do with your feelings. Did you hear me? And it's kind of like a a debt. In fact, the Bible compares uh, forgiveness to a release of debt. Study the subject. You'll see what I mean. And it's like somebody who owed you money. And you took their contract and you just tear it up. And you say, that's it. They don't owe me that money anymore. Well, I mean, two days later, you might get a feeling saying, I wish I hadn't done that. I wish they'd pay me that money. But it's done. You tore it up, right? So they don't owe you anything. And if you you forgive somebody, you do it by faith. And in your mind, you can do that. You can just hold it. If you think that they owe you an apology, they owe you an amends, they owe you to make it right, then you say, no, in Jesus' name, I forgive them. I release them from that. Whether they did something, whether you just thought they did, either one, you just say, I forgive them. And now, by faith, it's done. They owe me nothing. Not even an apology, not an explanation. They owe me nothing. We need to act on that right now. Everybody just close your eyes. If there's something that's uh, been, been gnawing on you and something that you've been holding against somebody, I don't care who it is. And I don't care what it is. I don't care what they did to you. How awful it was, it was not as bad as, as all our sin that put Jesus on the cross. And He forgave us. 
And if he can forgive us and the whole world, you can forgive them. And you do it by faith. So say it out loud. Everybody say it together so it will help those that might be timid about it. Say it out loud, Father God. Your love is in me. I can love and forgive with your love, with your faith. And I do it. I forgive anybody and everybody that's done me wrong, that's spoken against me, that's done things against me, that have hurt me, that have wronged me, that have taken from me. I forgive them in Jesus' name. I release them from that debt by faith. I say from this moment forward, I have forgiven them. They owe me nothing, not even an explanation, no restitution, no amends, no explanation, no apology. They owe me nothing, and no matter how I feel or what I remember, from this point on, it's done. I've forgiven them. It's done. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now, friend, some good things are going to come out of that. You know you can get healed just from doing that? Your life can be loosed and released just from doing that? Glory. So no matter what kind of memories come to you, no matter what kind of things come to you from this point forward, what do you say? I've done it. I've forgiven them. It's done, right? They owe me nothing. Now go with me to 1 John, the third chapter, if you're still holding your place there. 1 John and chapter 3. What's the chief, the main expression of love? God so loved the world that He gave. He gave. In 1 John, the third chapter, where'd that amplified go? Somebody still got that? Let me look at that in this. 1 John 3, thank you. And verse 14. Y'all in a big hurry this morning? Huh? Something happens, you have to go. Go ahead, you can slip out. I won't be offended, but uh, let's don't get in too big of a hurry. This is important stuff. 1 John 3 and verse 14. Are you there? So we know that we have passed over out of death into life, how? By the fact that we love. We love. How you know you're saved? How do you know you're a Christian? Not just because you go to church. Not just because you have a Bible. Because you what? Love. Now, you know, some things are, you know, we can, we can leave some room for, but not in this area. If you are a Christian, you have the love of God in you. If you're a practicing Christian, you practice love, which means what? What's the chief expression of love? You practice giving. Now, we're not just talking about money here now, but it's just your nature. It is your lifestyle that you are not a taker. You're a giver. Amen. 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 Christians are givers. True Christians are givers. No such thing as a real Christian who's not a giver. Did you hear me? Selfishness, stinginess, wanting to take, wanting to keep, 
just emphasizing on somebody doing something for me and, and that's all. That's the nature of the flesh, right? That's not the nature of the new creation. The nature of the new creation is the love of God. How many know there is no greater giver than God? Ah, you talk about a giver. <laughs> take a breath. Everybody take a breath. Who gave you that breath? How about your heart? Is it beating? You glad about that? Who gave you that? How about that sunlight out there today? You like that? Who's giving us that? And the world is turning, right? How many like that? Glory. Who's giving us all that? God is our giver. He's the greatest giver of all. And I'm His child. Born in His image and likeness. Can you say amen? Amen. In fact, hold your place there. Go back to Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4. And the... uh, Thirty-second verse, Ephesians four, thirty-two. This is amplified. Become useful. Well, that'd be a message, wouldn't it? Become, become useful and helpful and kind to one another, tender-hearted, compassionate, understanding, loving-hearted, forgiving one another. Readily and freely. That's what we just did. We're going to keep doing that, right? As God in Christ forgave you. He forgave us, didn't He? We can forgive each other. Keep reading. Therefore, be imitators of God. Copy Him and follow His example. As well, beloved children imitate their Father and walk in love. What's the main way you imitate God? Walk in love. Why? Because He is love. Amen. And what, what's the, the main way that love expresses itself? Giving. Giving. Love gives. And I am a love child of a love God. I'm a giving child of a giving God. He gives, I give. Amen. He, he lives to give. It's His thing. He delights in showing mercy, the Scripture said. Even Jesus, though He gave Himself, spirit, soul, and body, to purchase our redemption, and He's raised from the dead and at the right hand of the Father, what's He doing now? Yeah. Ever lives to make intercession for us. Right. Giving. Amen. Giving. Everybody say giving. 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 And what about you? Right. Yes. Huh? Yes. I want you to put these words in your mouth. And say it today, and say it this evening, and say it when you get up in the night time, and say it in the morning on the way to work, and say it tomorrow evening, and the next day, and the next week. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I love to give. I live to give. I enjoy giving. It's a thrill to me to give. I'm a giver. Just that those words, say them over and over. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. It'll open up your spirit. Amen. I said it'll open up your spirit. It'll put you on the same frame of thinking with your Creator and with your Father. Amen. Yes. It'll make you happy. That's 
It makes you, no wonder so many folk are depressed, always thinking about what I don't have and what somebody's not doing for me and what I need and what I want and what somebody ought to do and what I wish I could get and what I wish I could do and what I wish I could have. Me, 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 me. If their forehead was a TV screen and you could see what was playing, it's all shows about me, dramas about me. Mysteries about me, 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 what I don't have, what I need, what I want. Even the commercials are about me, reruns about me. It's no wonder that they're nauseated. It's no wonder that they're depressed. That'd make anybody depressed. If you want to get free, get your mind off me. Amen. And begin to think about how can I bless somebody? What, what can I do? Be useful. Right. Amen. Be helpful. Be kind and tender-hearted. Imitate your Father. Amen. Glory to God and be a giver. Everybody say giver. Yes. Say it out loud again. I'm a giver. I'm a giver. I live to give. You'll never, you'll never be as happy as when God's using you to bless somebody else. Right. Amen. Amen. And there never, no such satisfaction as realizing that the Lord used you as a vessel to meet somebody's need. Amen? No greater satisfaction than that. I mean, it's a blessing to receive. Sure it is. But what did Jesus say? It's more blessed, more blessed to give than to receive. I mean, it's a greater blessing being able to give than even receiving. Glory. Now go to First John 3, please. 1 John 3, 14 again. We know, not we think so, we're wondering about it. We know that we have passed over out of death into life by the fact that we love the brethren. That's our fellow Christians. He who does not love abides in death. Anyone who hates his brother is a murderer. And you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding within him. And by this we come to know uh, the love of God that He laid down his, his own life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for those who are our brothers. Amen. How do you do this? Would that involve giving? Yes. Laying down your life for other folk would involve giving. Yes. Right? Yes. But if anyone has this world's goods, resources for sustaining life, and he sees his brother and fellow believer in need. Now, did you get that? His, his what? His fellow believer. The, the, the New Testament commandment is that we love each other. Our ministry should be first and foremost to, to each other. I know some people don't like the sound of that, but that's Bible, that's scriptural. Did you hear me? That's right. It's not right that you take resources and give it to people that don't even believe in God, don't even want God, and ignore your fellow believer. First and foremost, we take care of our fellow believers. Amen. 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 Then we reach out to the world as the Lord leads us to. I'm talking about, you know, with financial help and with giving, with, with things like that. Some folk have not understood that. But that's the way it is. It's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, in Faith Life Church, this, this, if this is your church family, then we need to set it up in our heart. We're going to take care of each other. Amen. Amen. 
I mean, in, in the beginning of the church age, it got to the place where none of them lacked. None of them wanted. Isn't that right? People were giving to the degree that none of them lacked. None of them wanted. And so first and foremost, I want, you, I want us to get it in our heart that we're going to take care of each other. We're going to take care of our faith life family. We're going to believe God till everybody's bills are paid. Yes. Amen. Amen. Everybody has a good place to live. Yes. Everybody has a good way to go. Yes. Everybody has a good job. Yes. Everybody's healed. Yes. Amen. Amen. You said everybody. I said everybody. Amen. Everybody. Yes. Not leaving anybody out. And then we got to, we're also going to look up and we're going to minister to our fellow believers. Amen. I don't care what church they go to in town. Right? We want to help our fellow believers in town and in the area. And then, as the Lord leads us, to the non-Christian. But that's the way we're going to do it. Amen. How many believe we ought to have such a reputation that folk that, that hear about and know about the church go, Man, you become a part of that church, you got it made. They're going to take care of you. Right? Now keep reading. He says, if anyone has this world's goods and sees his brother and fellow believer in need and yet closes his heart of compassion against him, how can the love of God live and remain in him? There's no such thing as being a real Christian and you don't give. Did you hear me? No such thing. Keep reading. Little children, let us not love merely in theory are in speech, but in deed and in truth, in practice and in sincerity. Don't just love in talk. Love in action. Amen? That's the title of the message this morning. Love in action. In action. That's us. You understand, no such thing as being a real Christian unless you're a giver. Amen? Amen. Now, what good does it do to come together and sing and be proper and say, we believe in the Lord, and then leave and do nothing? That's right. Hmm? Amen. Now, don't, don't be concerned. I'm not getting ready to take up a big offering. <laughs> this, that's not what I'm talking about. I'm not just talking about giving in church. I'm talking about that's what you are. That's right. From the time you wake up in the morning to the time you go to bed, Amen. everywhere you go. Everything and everybody you're involved in, you're a giver. Amen? Amen. You're not just thinking about what they can do for you, but you're thinking about what you can do for them. How God can use you to give. How many understand there's a lot more to give than money? Give people friendship. Give people faithfulness. Loyalty. Amen? Believe in people. How many know that's one of the greatest things you can give somebody is that you really actually believe in them? Amen? Encourage it. Give them encouragement. All of us ought to be continuous encouragers of the brethren. Tell people they can do it. Amen? Amen. Tell people they can reach that goal. Tell people they can do everything that the Lord's called them to do. Now, the two main, some of the two biggest things we'll, we'll talk about here in the natural that you can give are time and money. Now, the reason you bring money in is because, like the, the writer of the Ecclesiastes says, money answers all things. Now, you can't buy the most precious things with money. We know that. But how many understand you can solve a lot of problems with money? 
Somebody's worried about paying their utility bill. You can solve that with some money. Right? Somebody don't have enough to eat. You can solve that with some money. But you can't solve it unless you have the money to give. Right? Everybody say time and money. Time and money. I'm a giver of time and money. Now, go with me, if you would, over to, well, let's see, are you still in Ephesians or not? Did you lose your place? I tell you, go to Colossians. Go to Colossians, the fourth chapter. I'm excited about this. We're not just going to talk about Christianity. We're going to do it. Amen. I said, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. And you're going to be so happy. I said, you're going to be so happy. And I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be happy with you. God's going to be happy with us. Colossians. Chapter 4. And verse 5. Colossians 4. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Doing what? Redeeming the time. Colossians 4, 5. Walk in wisdom toward them that are without. Doing what? Redeeming the time. The word redeem means to buy up. It means to ransom. Now listen to this. It means to rescue from loss. Rescue some time. Now we live in a society where people are continually confessing that they don't have enough time. That's a lie. I said that's a lie. If you don't have time to do what you're supposed to do, to do the things the Lord wants you to do, then you're wasting time. You're a poor steward of your time. You have a lot of involvements that you probably shouldn't be into. Right? Right? How many believe, God, that we can loosen up some time? We can rescue some time. Amen? Amen? Amen. Time is more precious than money. If you spend money wrong, you could get some more money. But once you've spent time, you cannot get that time back. And you and I are here for a very, very, very short time. It's so brief. We don't have time to blow. We don't have time to waste. So when we're spending time on something, we need to be examining it going, is this a good use of time? Is this a good investment of this precious, precious time? You can't give what you don't have. And what so many have made the mistake, and I did it years ago, uh, of waiting until you saw something you need to give to and then trying to get the resources to give to it then. That's not how we're supposed to live. I want us in these two areas to begin to develop a store of time and a store of money so that when the Lord deals with us to give, we've got the time and we've got the money. Are you with me? I want you, please, take this to heart and take this to prayer. And look, sit down with your spouse or with your family. Sit down with your daytimer. Sit down and look at your schedules and look at your involvements and find time. I said find time. To do what? To serve God. What do you mean? To love people. 
find time to give to somebody. Find time to visit somebody. Find time to get on the phone, talk to somebody. Find time to get on your knees and pray for somebody. Get some time. Everybody say, get some time. And this time is for what? Time for you? No, no. Time for you to give. Time to give. Everybody say, time to give. Find some time to give. Redeem some time. That's part of what we're believing God for these jobs. How many believe that God could bless you to the point where you don't have to work as much? Right? Couldn't he? And see, this is the proper motivation for it too. Why? Just so I can goof off more all the time? No, so I can be a blessing. I have time to to visit somebody. I can have time to pray for somebody. I can have time to to strengthen somebody. Amen. 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 Time. Everybody say time. Time. Say it out loud. Lord, Lord, help me me. to change my schedule, change my lifestyle, and redeem time. And find time to bless people, to help people. I'm asking you, free me up, prosper me, get me to the place where I have time to give. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. All right, number two is what? Money. Go please to 1 Corinthians 16. 1 Corinthians, the 16th chapter. Watch your words in regard to your time. Don't say, man, I just, you know, we just never have time. We just never have time to, to do this or that. I wish we had time to spend with the family. I wish we had time to, to, to be with our friends. I wish we, had, we just don't have time. We're so busy. We're so busy. Your words will lock you in. Your words will limit you. How many believe God heard our prayer? Can He get you to the place where you have time? Amen. So so begin to say it before you feel that way, before you actually see the time. Say, I have plenty of time. I'll have plenty of time to be a blessing to a lot of folks. Amen. How many like to be to the place where you were independent, requiring no outside aid or support? And God could just tap his hand, tap you on the shoulder and say, you know, fly over there and minister to them for a week. Fly over there and just encourage them. Just be a support to them. And take some money with you and pay some stuff off for them. Pay some bills and help them. And I say, well, I'm not a preacher. You don't have to be a preacher. This is not just preacher stuff. This is Christian stuff. Amen. So we need time. We have time. And what's the second one? Money. In 1 Corinthians, the 6th chapter. Excuse me, 16. 16. Isn't that what I said? That's right. 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 1. It says, Now concerning the collection for the saints, as I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do you. Upon the first, and day is in italics there. So upon the first of the week, let every one of you, how many? Everybody. On the first of the, is this New Testament now? Am I reading New Testament? How many doers do I have in here? <laughs> Boy, I lost a bunch of the crowd. <laughs> Good gracious. 
You thought we were talking about money, man. Whoo. <laughs> oh, boy. First Corinthians 16.2. On the first of the week, let what? Every one of you do what? Lay by him in store as God has prospered him that there be no gatherings when I come. The Amplified talks about that on the first of each week. Let each of you personally put aside something and save it up as he has prospered in proportion to what he's given so that no collection will need to be taken when I, after I come. Now, how are you going to be able to minister to people when the Lord taps you on the shoulder and says, do it? Because you have freed up time to do it, right? You have, a, you have time. How are you going to be able to give money when the Lord taps you on the shoulder and says, give that? Because you have stored up money to obey Him with. Amen? This is what we do. This is what we've done for years, and this is what I'm encouraging you, and of course, it's what the Scripture says to do. Did you see the first of, of the week? Weekly. Everybody say weekly. 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 Now, some people don't get paid weekly. It's every two weeks or whatever it is, but can you see it's on a regular basis? Yeah. It's all the time, regularly. As soon as money comes in, you put some in store to give. Amen. 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 And if you don't have it, open you a God account Amen. in your bank. Are you with me now? Yep. I'm, I'm very, very serious about this. And it's not so you can give to me. It's so you can give as the Lord directs you to. Amen. So you'll have something to give. Get you a God account. What is that? A tithe and an offering account. That's right. Amen. Amen. And every week when you get paid, or every two weeks or every month, or every time that you have sales, or that you, your contracts go through, or you finish a project, and you get paid, you take a tithe and an offering off the top of that. Before you pay bills, before you do anything, and you put it in that God account. Amen. Are you with me? Yeah. And you do that every week. Or every two weeks, or every time you get paid, you do it on a regular basis. You honor God. I, this got nothing to do with me. This not even got anything to do with this church. That's right. This is between you and God. Amen. 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 Somebody said, "Well, I don't believe in that." Well, you believe wrong. Amen. Study the Bible. Amen. 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 Put God first, not just in a few areas, in every area of your life, and the money is a big part of your life. Right? And there's no way you're putting God first in your life and you're not putting Him first in your money. Hmm? Every week or every two weeks, every regularly when you get paid. I'm not telling you to do something I don't know. We've done this for years. My secretaries are sitting right over here. The offering that came in this morning. As, as soon as that offering is counted and we know what happens, the first portion comes off the top and goes into a separate account. Hmm? Yeah. My money, personally, every dime that comes into me, 
As soon as it comes in, before I even before we even think about paying a bill, it come and it's more than ten percent. We we're increasing the percentage as time goes on because the Lord just keeps blessing us, Amen. and we put that in that account. Amen. Amen. Every week, say every week. Every week, that money goes in that account, goes into that account. And then, I'm, you know, just a while back, I was in a, a church service, and they were starting to build a new church building, and the Lord dealt with me, give $10,000 to that. Amen. Well, I had it. I said, I had it. Why? Because I've been putting it in store every week and every month. I'm putting it in there. Why? To do what the Lord tells me to do with it. Right? So when you come to church, he, you can do what he tells you to do in church. But And when you're out on the job and he says, give that person $100, you got it. When somebody's mission work, give them $1,000, you have got it. How are you going to have it to give? Because you're putting it in store. You see where people are making the mistake? They're just waiting until something comes up and then they're going to try to scramble and get something. He said, don't do that so that they're scrambling and gatherings when I come. He said, you do this on a regular basis. So that when I come, you've got it there. And you can do what the Lord tells you to do. Is this Bible? Is this New Testament? It's as plain as it gets. Right? Are you a giver? Amen. I encourage you. Put God first in your finances. Amen. If you never give a penny to this church, if you never give a dime to this church, if you put God first. Amen. Put him first. Do what he tells you to do. If you if, if you go to another church, support that church. And I'm not saying that every dime that's in that account has to go to your church. I'm not saying that. The Lord Jesus is your high priest. Right. Amen. You need to be able to give to good works. You need to be able to give to people. Doesn't have to be a charitable organization. Doesn't have to be a nonprofit. Amen. Someone say, "Well, I won't get a tax receipt." Right. Just give. Amen. <laughs> you read anything in the Bible about it having to be a tax receipt before you can give? <laughs> Obey God. I'm not talking about doing something I say. I'm talking about you having the ability to obey the Lord. Isn't it wonderful? Are you at least a little bit excited about this? That you're going to have a store of time. You're going to have a store of money. Amen. And you're going to stay prayed up and filled up and built up. And the Lord's going to say, send them some of this. And go over there and do this. And you can do it. Because you got the time. And because you got the money. Can you say amen? Oh, glory to God. I said glory to God. Now, in closing, I, I talked to our, our folks back some months ago about the vision of the church. And there are a, uh, there's four main things the Lord told me to do. And you'll find I don't use that phrase loosely, the Lord told me. I don't say that about everything all the time. But the first four months we were here, every month he told me a thing. And, and, and those, these are kind of things you don't just do for a little bit and then quit. You stay with it. Amen. The first thing he told me, he said, sanctify and dedicate this place to me. Right as soon as we got here. We've prayed over it. We've dedicated it. But it's more than that. This is his place. That's one reason I keep talking about us paying this thing off. Right? I don't want anything else to be attached to it. 
It's his place. Not just my place. His place. Amen. Paid for his place. We can do whatever he says do here. Have any kind of meeting. Have any kind of service. If we want to pray for six months in a row without stop. Whatever he says do. We can do it. It's his place. His place. Amen. And we're not forgetting that next month or next year. This is his place. Now, what some have not understood, because I've had people ask me about doing different things in, in the building and what have you, I don't do what I want to do here. That's right. So I'm not just going to do what you want to do here. No. Right? We're going to do our best to see what He wants done here. Amen. Amen. And if I make a mistake, well, then you pray for me. But I'm doing my best to see what He wants done here, because this is His place. Amen. Well, secondly, the Lord said to me that this would be a place... And, and, and he was talking specifically to me about the Friday nights, but not just that. A place of renewing and refreshing. Amen. That he was going to, and it's interesting, you know, Branson is a unique place. We have, you know, what, 7 million visitors every year come through here. Yeah. But the Lord began to deal with me. He's going to bring people, ministers and preachers Amen. and Christians through here. A lot of them will come on Friday nights, but some of them will just come for a weekend. Or some of them will just come. They'll come up here on Friday, and they'll play some on Saturday, and then they'll be back up in here on, on Sunday morning. But they are here to be renewed Amen. and to be refreshed. Amen. Amen. And I want you to believe with me and pray with me to this end that this, this whole family is just absolutely full of life. Amen. And that you just love. I mean, you don't know who's sitting beside you or behind you. They may have been beat up. The ministry can be rough sometimes. They may have been beat up and spit on and cussed and talked about. And they're going to come up here and God's going to love them through you. Amen. Amen. And through me, God's going to love them. And you may need to spend some money on them and take them out and, and feed them and love on them. Maybe have them to your house. I don't know. But love on them. Everybody say love on them. Give them time. Give them money. Love on them so that they leave this place refreshed Amen. and renewed. Yeah. Amen. Amen. How many know there needs to be a place where somebody can come and get healed? Amen. Come and get built up. Yes. Come and get refreshed and helped. Yes. Ministers need to be fed. Everybody needs to be fed. You just give out all the time. You get tired. You get weary. And, and, and I'll do my part the best I know, but i got to have your help. Amen. Amen. Be free. You come in and bring life with you. When these guys jump up here and sing Mighty God, you sing it just as strong as they do. Mighty God. He's here. He's real. Life is here. Amen. So that even if somebody comes in and want to be stuck in the mud and be depressed, it's hard to do it sitting beside you. Right? Because you're just too full of life. Too much joy. Everybody say, no depression in this place. No death in this place. Life. Joy, happiness, glory to God, peace. Amen. How many believe people are just pulling on the parking lot and go, I feel better already. <laughs> and then they see your smiling face. Sit down beside you. Some of your peace and life just splashes over on them. That's the will of God. Thirdly, which we've been doing, we're going to stay with it. The Lord said to me, give me the glory. Announce testimonies regularly. So we don't just do that to be filling time. When the Lord does something for us, we're going to tell it. Now that shouldn't just stop here at the, at the service time, right? You tell it. 
You tell it to the people on the job. Somebody get healed, you go tell them, hey, man, glory to God. Somebody got healed from brain cancer. Somebody got healed. Somebody got delivered. Somebody got their needs met. We're going to tell what God has done and is doing. What if the devil does something? We're not even going to tell it. Give him no free advertisement. Nothing. I don't care what he does. Just act like it didn't even happen. Just ignore him. But if God gives you $2, stand up and shout about it. Yeah, God. We don't just say, well, it was just a coincidence. It just happened. You know, and it would have happened. No, no, no. If it's good, if it's a good gift, if it's a perfect gift, it came down from the Father of lights. Give Him the glory. Give Him the praise. So we're going to do that in the service, but that's just the way we live. We give God the glory. Amen. Something good happened for you. Somebody said, what happened? You say, hey, God. God did that for me. He blessed me. He helped me. He met my need. And fourthly, and what we're talking about today, the Lord, the, four, this, the fourth month we were here, the Lord said to me, He said, train the family to take care of each other and to do the work of the ministry. And that's why we're talking this morning. And that's, that's where we're starting on this. Amen? How can you minister to each other unless you have something to do, to give? Right? You got to have time to visit people, to talk to them, to, to help them, to, to, to go to the hospital or to, to go to the uh, uh, retirement home or, or whatever it might be. Right? Yes. You got to have time. Yes. Do you have time? Yes. Has God heard your prayer? Yes. You're going to loosen up some things, right? Yes. If you have to, put off some hobbies. If you have to, uh, you know, put, put off some certain business things. Because this is first. Amen. Right? Yes. Giving here. And then how are you going to have money to give? Store. Every, every week or every two weeks, every time I get paid, every time something comes, every time I make a sale, every time a contract goes through, we put a portion in that tithe and offering account. That's God's money. We, we do not pay bills out of that. We do not buy anything that we want out of that. That's His money. We only do what He shows us to do. Amen. Amen. Yeah, you support your church out of that and your ministries. But other than that, you also give to individuals. Amen. 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 You might just be sitting in here one morning and the Lord deal with you about the person sitting in front of you. They're believing me for something. Write them a check. Give them a hundred dollars. Give them a thousand. Give them twenty. Five. Wherever you're at. How are you going to be able to obey Him and do that? Because you got an account. You got a store. Amen. Amen. And you're going to obey Him out of that account. Glory. To the Lord. Can you say amen? Yes. Go to Mark 10 and I'm closing. Mark 10. Is this Christianity? Yes. This is Christianity. Yes. Amen. amen? Not just talk, but action. Right. right? Not just theory, but doing. Yes. Mark the 10th chapter. Mark 10 and verse 43. Who's talking here? Some red words here. Verse 43. Jesus said, It shall not be so among you, but whoever will be great among you shall be your minister. And whoever of you will be the chiefest shall be the servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered to, but to what? To minister. And to what? Why did Jesus come? To give. He, did, he said, I didn't come to be served. 
I came to serve and to give. Oh, glory to God. Stand up on your feet, why don't you, this morning. Said out loud, I have come to give. I'm here to serve. I live to give in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. Let's put our hands up and thank the Lord for working in us to to will and to do of all His good pleasure, for completing and perfecting the work that He has begun in us. Lord, as as the leader of this church, I lift up my voice and I say, Lord, raise up this church a light in the city, a light in the community that we'd be known for giving, that we'd be known for loving, that we'd be known for serving and for reaching out. Help us, Lord, to overcome selfishness and stinginess and self-centeredness and self-mindedness and to flow with giving of time and money and blessing. Make us a vessel. Make us a conduit, a flow of love and blessing. Give through us. Bless through us. Meet needs through us. Help through us. Encourage through us. Strengthen through us. Give through us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it again. I'm a giver. I live to give. I love to give. And I always have all sufficiency in all things. So I'm able to give requiring no outside aid, no outside support. Self-sufficient to give in abundance to every good work. I'm a giver in Jesus' name. Praise God. You can be seated. Thank you, Lord. You can be seated. Would you just close your eyes for just a minute? Everybody just close your eyes. If you're here this morning and you've never given your heart and life to the Lord then you haven't begun on this track that we're talking about. And you'll be dominated by your selfish nature. You have to be born again to have the love of God shed abroad in your heart. And so, Father, right now I pray for any and every person under the sound of my voice that does not know you that's not been born again. I ask you reveal to them their lost condition that they're not okay. Help them to see that trying to be a good person doesn't save you. Even being born and reared in a Christian home does not save you. Even going to church, even going shaking a preacher's hand, even being baptized in water does not in and of itself save you. Jesus said you must be born again. And if you have, you know you have. And everyone that has not caused them to see it, I pray clearly and powerfully right now. Help them to see the price has already been paid. All they need to do is come to you and believe on you, give their life and their heart to you, and follow you. They'll be wonderfully saved and cleansed. I pray for every person that has been saved, has been born again, but for whatever reasons, they got off into sin and wrongdoing, an ungodly lifestyle, got into some of the same things you delivered them from, been running with people that's not saved, uh, doing things and going places they got no business doing, living ungodly. Help them to see how cold they are, how far out of fellowship with you they really are. But help them to see that you love them still, you'll forgive them, you'll cleanse them if they just come home. 
but they must come back. Draw them in Jesus' name, I ask. With eyes closed, please, nobody looking around. If that's you, and you say, Brother Keith, that's me, God's dealing with me, I need to give my life to Him. Put up your hand before the Lord, and you say, pray for me, Brother Keith, I, I need to make a move. I need, I need to respond to Him. God's dealing with me. If you say, yeah, Brother Keith, I can't say I know I know I'm saved. I can't say I know I'm born again. Put up your hand if that's you. We'll pray for you. You need to know that you know. This is serious business. You need to be sure. Or you might say, Brother Keith, I'm that backslider you're praying for. I hadn't wanted to admit it, but I hadn't been living right at all. I don't mean you just made a mistake and you repented. I mean you just have left the Lord. You had not been living right. And you say, I'm coming home. If that's you, put up your hand. I'm coming home. And I'm doing it now in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. As I look with eyes closed. Thank you, Master. Praise the Lord. All right, we're going to do it like this then. Everybody stand up. And let's just confess Jesus together. Amen. If you've never done this, then you do this. And if this is your first time, come down. Phyllis and I are going to have to take off. We've got a service at 630 in another state, so we've got to take off. But there will be people here that can touch base with you if this is your first time to confess it. But if not, reaffirm your faith today. You're a Christian. How many Christians do I have in here? Real Christians. All right. Say it out loud. Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your son, Jesus, that he died on the cross, paid the full price for all my sins, all my failures, every mistake. I believe you've raised him from the dead. He's alive right now. King of kings. Lord of lords, soon to come again. Jesus, you are my Lord, my Savior, my Master. Thank you for loving me, washing me, setting me free. I will serve you. I will obey you as you help me all my days. I'm a love child of a love God. I'm a giving child of a giving God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Well, I'm glad I came. I'm glad you came. The Lord's doing great things. Now listen, I'm believing God. I'm praying for what to do. We are visiting people. We are calling people. We are do. We are giving to people. But don't wait for a program for you to do something. Are you with me? No. You can hear from God. You can visit. You can go, right? You don't have to be a preacher. You can give money. You understand what I'm talking about? Things are going to be coming up, and and I'll give you an opportunity to get involved. But that's just like some people that believe the government is supposed to regulate everything that goes on and meet everybody's needs. It's never going to happen. I said, people have to take personal responsibility, amen, and I'm going to do something. I'm going to do And you don't have to wait for me to tell you. You don't have to wait for anybody to tell you. You can hear from God, amen. You can pray, and you'll have the time, and you'll have the money, and I'm going to be hearing good reports. Amen. Something came up, and, and five church members were there and took care of it. Amen. This was needed, and folk got to praying. This was needed, and money came in. Amen. 
And so that the Lord supernaturally through his body is doing things and meeting needs continuously. Can you say amen? amen? Glory to God. We're so glad you came. You're welcome anytime. God's dealing with you about this being your church home. Just make sure. That, that you've heard from him and then commit wherever you're if you're visiting be a good faithful member in your church commit be there amen Friday night 7.30 I plan on being back we're going to finish up there and be back here uh, thank God for airplanes and uh, but I would appreciate your prayers for strength amen strength utterance we want it to come out just like it's supposed to and these are these are great times and and uh, uh, Sister Billy Brim is going to be speaking at the conference as well. Pray for her and believe for utterance to come out. Brother Kenneth's going to be speaking, Kenneth Copeland. And, and uh, these things go all over the world. And sometimes people feed on some of these things throughout the year. So uh, no, no man or woman can do this out of yourself. Have to hear from God. Have to, have to, has to come from Him. Praise God. And then Wednesday night, prayer here at 7 o'clock, 7.30 Friday night, 10 and Sunday morning. Smile. Bless somebody on your way out. Just give them a smile. Give them some encouragement. Start giving right now. You're dismissed as we sing. Bless you.